Coming up. Think about it. Even in this world today, and this in the world we know it as today, forget mm -hmm. about the next life. What about this life? Mm -hmm. If you got folks out on a ship or a boat in the middle of the ocean that's about to sink, at this point, it does not matter how much money you got. Right, right. Okay, it has no weight at all. But we know what matters more, somebody, somebody who can pray, <laughs> who can pray to their God. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Did you know the devil only has three weapons he uses against us? But don't be fooled. He may only have three weapons, but he has plenty of tricks. Join us for the message series, Propositions from the Devil, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn carefully walk through many of the traps from our very real enemy and the tools we possess to be victorious against him. Here's the seventh message in the series, More Money Traps, Part 2. <laughs> I don't, I'm not looking for anything else. And he says, if you just want to be godly for the sake of being godly, if you want to be like Christ just for the sake of doing right and being like Christ yeah. and, you, and just be content, that is enough. That's it's enough. saying that's enough. that's enough. And if that's your mindset, yeah. you've just gained a lot Amen. because you're content with just being godly. Mm -hmm. and, and verse seven goes on to, to, to take it down and tell us why, basically. Because verse seven says, for we brought nothing into the world hmm. and we can take nothing out of it. Amen. So even if you got all the prosperous things, you got the houses, the cars and all of that, it ain't going with you. Can't go with you. It can't go with you. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Guess what will go with you, though? Your godliness. Your character. Yes. yes. Amen. The fact that you are like Christ, the yes. things about you that are like Christ, that goes with that goes you. with you. Amen. Amen. That's that good. goes like with that. you when you leave here, when you die, when you pass on from mm -hmm. this world, this life. Amen. Your godliness goes with you. Yeah, although we've seen some people try to bury Cadillacs and cars yes. with themselves yeah. and everything and use that as a casket, it's not going with them. It's though. not going. It's just going in the ground. That's it. All right. Yeah. But the way that your character has become like crisis, that goes with us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need to be content with that alone, because we can take that with us. Amen. All these other earthly things that can yes. that can be stolen, that can rust. And 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 stop working. Yeah, right. <laughs> that can't go with right. us. That that can burn up. All that can't go with us. But our godliness will go with us. Our Christ-like character will go mm -hmm. with us. And this is a reflection of how we're maturing spiritually. Right, right. And it'll go with us when we leave this yeah. world. I like that. Our character is being built. The trials and tribulations we go through are yeah. helping us to build our character because that's something that we'll have for eternity. That's right. That's Amen. right. And so I want to make this, this clear. If you, you guys probably picked it up already, I've been talking about it, but it, it bears to reiterate mm -hmm. is that the money itself is not wrong with it. It's not the money. Right. It's the love of the money. The love of the money. That's the problem. Yeah. And we have to be to the place where 
we can have money or have things, Mm -hmm. but we can't let things have us. Right. And what that means is we can't let the thing control us or rule us or dictate how we live. Mm -hmm. We use those things to dictate how it will be used (laughs) for to do whatever we want it to do. And it doesn't have our heart. It doesn't have our mind because as we already said, you can't love money and serve God at the same time because money will become your God. Right. And that's the danger. Right. And would you say that we should be looking at relationship with other people, right? Over money. Right. Because relationships with other people is, um, is, is reflective of God's character. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, God wants us to love. God so loved the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And so as Mm -hmm. followers of Christ, we ought to love the world, too. And we ought to want for people to we ought to want the image of God to be reflected and glorified and and praised and preserved. And that is human beings, human relationships. You know, these things, those things are going to perish. They don't go to heaven. Right. You know, you can be a billionaire. Think about it. Even in this world today. And this in the world, we know it as today. Forget mm-hmm. about the next life. What about this life? Mm-hmm. If you got folks out on a ship or a boat in the middle of the ocean, that's about to sink. At this point, it does not matter how much money you got. Right. Right. OK. It has no weight at all. But we know what matters more. Somebody somebody who can pray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who can pray to their God. Jonah found this out, right? Mm-hmm. The Jonah was on the ship, on the boat out there. And um, right. and they all was calling on their gods right. because they, they wouldn't find out who's the, who got the most money. That's right. Because that wasn't solution. Right. And, right. And, and, and the same is true here for the Titanic. When the Titanic sank, mm-hmm. you, you know, the money didn't matter as much. A whole bunch of rich people went down. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. And, yep. and so just think about that in the sense that what matters more is relationships and the things that has to do with that God wants to um, has to do with the will of God in our lives. Amen. And so, um, Amen. Our daughter, our daughter in love added. Also, people want to leave a legacy of making the world a better place. All right, that's yes. true. That's yes. true. That's true. As long, I mean, as long as they are thinking about other people, yeah. <laughs> not making it a better place for them. Yeah. <laughs> and that's you yeah. know not yeah. being selfish. Yes. Yes, that's right. And Amen. the world should be a better place after that's we, right. we've been here X amount of years. Um, we should have contributed to that in a godly sense. Amen. Um, and so. All right. OK, now we're going to get into um, an example. Write this down. An example of misusing godliness. Mm-hmm. An example of mix of misusing godliness. And the first Uh, is uh, the first example um, is the pretension of Judas, Mm -hmm. the pretension of Judas. Okay. Um, As we're going to see here, Judas was one of Christ's disciples, and he's the one I'm sure you know by now that betrayed Christ Jesus, the pretension of Judas. Mm -hmm. John 6, 70 and 71 says, then Jesus replied, have I not chosen you? The 12, yet one of you is a devil. Hmm. (laughs) He meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, who, though one of the 12, was later to betray him. Wow, you see that? Mm -hmm. Jesus chose 12 disciples, and one of them was Judas, 
who was the devil, <laughs> a, a devil, Jesus says. Mm-hmm. Ain't that something? Yeah. So Judas was with Jesus for, for about three and a half years mm-hmm. and was a devil the whole time. Think about that. All the stuff he saw Jesus do. Yeah. All the miracles, all the profound words, all the healings, mm-hmm. all the wisdom, all the authority. Yeah. He caused the ways he to obey him when they were on the ship. Judas was on that boat too. And the boat was about to go down. And they said, save us, save us. He saw Jesus walk on water. He saw Jesus said, peace be still to the waves and the ocean and the wind. He saw all of that. But he was a devil the whole time. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Mm -hmm. One of the things this highlights is the grace and mercy of our Lord. All the stuff that Judas experienced and that he did with Christ, Jesus knew he was a devil the whole time. Yeah. But he let him hang out anyway. <laughs> and reap the benefits, right? Right. Yeah. He still showed patience to him and grace and extended mercy to him, used him in the ministry. And mm-hmm. yeah. That is an example of uh, the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, it is. For over three years, mm-hmm. this devil was amongst in Christ's inner circle, traveling around with him, yeah. all yeah. the stuff he saw. Mm-hmm. Think about it. He was a devil the whole time. Something else. Look, and that's what we mean by the pretension. He was pretending the whole time. Mm -hmm. Pretending. And he was associated with Christ's disciples who were becoming like Christ. Mm -hmm. So he was taking on godliness, at least the pretense of godliness. Right, right. He was with them when Jesus sent them out to go heal. He was part of them. He went out and healed too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he was pretending to have godliness. That's right. That's right. And it was a misuse of godliness. Mm -hmm. It was a false use of godliness that Judas did. Amen. Look what happened here in John 12, four through six. It says, Uh, And we set this up. This was uh, just after Mary had anointed Jesus's feet and kissed his feet and stuff Mm -hmm. with this expensive oil. Yeah. And look what it says. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wage, a year's wages. And then look what it says here. See how Judas acting like he care about the poor people. Mm-hmm. He said, we could have used his money for something else. Mm-hmm. Look what it says in verse six. 
He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. A thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it, mm. into it. So of the 12, not only did Jesus choose him to be of the 12, Jesus let him be the treasurer of the 12, mm. gave him charge of the money, and he was a thief and a devil. He was stealing from the Lord. <laughs> yes. Mm. And for three years. Yeah. And then... The whole time, and now Judas is pretending like he cares about the poor. Yeah. When he doesn't, he just wanted more money that he can, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. take a little side cut from. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't this something? Right. Don't don't bring your perfume and, here and wash Jesus' feet with it. Go sell it. Yeah. So then you would give us the money and then I can steal it. <laughs> That's what you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> And the whole time he was pretending to be godly. Yeah. Pretending to be a follower of Christ. That's a misuse of godliness. Amen. The whole time. And we know that there are pretenders today. That's right. Because the scripture tells us that there's going to be some in that day that's going to say, Lord, Lord. I prophesied in your name, mm -hmm. cast out demons in your name, the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus is going to say to them, away from me, you evildoers. I never knew you. Never knew you. Never. So yes. there are pretenders today mm -hmm. misusing godliness, acting like they're godly, portraying godliness, wanting people to see them as godly, yet they're misusing it. Just like Judas did. Mm -hmm. And this thief mm -hmm. was right. caught in the money trap. That's right. And guess what? This smaller um, action of his of being caught in the money trap set him up to be caught in perhaps the biggest money trap in all of history mm -hmm. because he became the one who betrayed Christ Jesus to have him arrested and killed. Yeah. The greatest human being who ever lived, Amen. Jesus Christ, he had, he betrayed and had him arrested. And so the fact that he was caught in this smaller trap set him up as a prime candidate to use for the maybe the greatest and the biggest money trap of all time. And just I don't know why, but I just thought of uh, a lot of times. Well, when you've seen the the Lord pictures of the Lord's Supper where they had all of the Jesus and all the disciples um, around at the table. And um, you can always pick out Judas, right? Because <laughs> they always portray him as he looks different from the other one. Either they're all looking happy and stuff and he kind of looking away or whatever. You always, and I remember KJ, KJ as a little boy, he pointed it out uh, one time. We were looking at, I don't know, maybe it was a little book or something that talked about it. Yeah. And KJ pointed out Judas. He said, that's Judas. Huh? It was so funny. I don't know why I thought of Yeah, that, no, but. that's good. <laughs> Like you said, he's going down in history, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. That's good. That's good. Yeah. 
And so that's one example, the misuse of God and his retention of Judas. How about the second one here? The, the greed of Judas. Yes. The greed of Judas. Mm-hmm. It says here in Luke 22, one through six. Now the festival of unleavened bread called the Passover was approaching. And the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for someone to get rid of Jesus, some way to get rid of Jesus, for they were afraid of the people. Okay, let's stop right here for a moment. Mm -hmm. The chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus. Yeah. And they wanted to do it on the under because they was afraid of the crowd of the people because the people were following Christ and they didn't want to get rid of him in front of all the people because they knew it would draw attention that they didn't want. And so they wanted to do it on the under. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to tell you today that we you need to be aware, be beware of anybody or any entity that wants to get rid of Jesus in any kind of way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Any any person or any entity that wants to get rid of Jesus in any kind of way, you need to be aware of it. That's right. They might want to get rid of you saying his name. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They might want to get rid of you talking about what he's done for you in your life. That's right. Sorry. They might want to get rid of his principles, mm-hmm. his values, mm-hmm. whatever it is related to Jesus. You need to be aware of it. Yeah. And then the name part, I want to just say that since Christmas is coming up, you know, yeah. we think it's harmless oftentimes because, oh, it's just a shortcut to write Christmas. When you put Xmas, yeah, that's taking Christ out of Christmas. Yeah. Don't let them fool you. Don't let them, you know, like when I learned that I was taught years ago in school that oh that's just a short way to write christmas and i thought it was innocent yeah and it wasn't until i was much older that i realized that oh you're taking christ out of christmas yeah and that's why we have the christmas holiday because of christ yeah so don't let them fool you and do that just take the extra time to write out his name because he deserves it yes he does yes and so in these these ways that we want to not fall into the enemy's traps y'all and so we got to be aware of it. And so these folks, excuse me, wanted to get rid of Jesus mm-hmm. and they was looking for a way to do it, but they were scared of the people. They wanted to do it on the under. Yes. And guess what? Because there was a prime candidate, mm-hmm. the devil found somebody. Look what it says in verse three. It says, then. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's saying these priests and chief priests and elders wanted to get rid of Jesus then right. Satan entered Judas. Mm-hmm. Y'all see this? Yeah. It this was possession. Mm-hmm. Satan entered Judas mm-hmm. and called called Iscariot, one of the twelve. Yes. And Judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. Mm-hmm. Y'all see that? Yeah. Yeah. Satan entered him. Judas became the devil incarnate. Mm -hmm. He was possessed by the devil. Yes. Mm -hmm. He became the devil incarnate. Mm -hmm. Think about that. 
And this is why it's so important for us to avoid money traps. Not that we as followers can be possessed. We can't because the Holy Spirit's in us now, but we still can be influenced. We saw that happen with Ananias and Sapphira last week. Right. Yeah. They were part of the believers. Mm-hmm. But Satan got into their thinking. He didn't get into them, but he got into their thinking. And then they lied to God mm-hmm. because of it. And drop dead. And then drop dead. Yeah. Yeah. We got to be aware of the money traps. Mm -hmm. And then look what the text goes on to say in verse five. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. Mm -hmm. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. So you see this, that they were scared of the crowd. So they wanted to get rid of Jesus on the under. And the only way they could do it is to get somebody on the inside because it was from the somebody on the inside where they would know how to get to Jesus without the crowd. Right. right. Because the crowd was following him everywhere he went. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you had an inside angle, you knew what could happen and how you could get to Jesus when there was no crowd. Yeah. And so they were able to use Judas, who Satan entered, to do it. Mm -hmm. So we got to be careful of people who are trying to get rid of Jesus. And we got to be careful uh, of the money traps. Amen. Look what it says here in Matthew 26, 14 through 16. It says, then one of the 12, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest. And it's given us another perspective from Matthew. Mm -hmm. We just read Luke's perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He went to the chief priest and asked, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? You see him swing him trying to, you know, his greed at work. He's trying to find an angle to get money. Mm -hmm. The one who's been thieving from the treasury, from the money bag of the disciples. Yeah. He said, what are you willing to give me Mm -hmm. if I delivered him to you? Mm-hmm. So they counted out for him 30 pieces of silver. Mm-hmm. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. Yeah. He schemed and planned with folks who wanted to get rid of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Looking for an angle. Looking for a way to make a buck. This thief. Yeah. This devil. Mm-hmm. And then the third example here is the betrayal by Judas, the betrayal by Judas. Look what it says here in um, Matthew 26, 47 to 50. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the 12, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. So they didn't even know what Jesus, which one would be Jesus. But mm-hmm. Jesus, Judas says, I'll let you know why I'm going to kiss him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this devil. Mm-hmm. Verse 49. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, greetings, rabbi, and kissed him. Mm-hmm. What? So you're going to call him rabbi or master 
and then kiss him and turn him over at the same time. And then verse 50 says, Jesus replied, do what you came for, friend. You see the grace and mercy? <laughs> Jesus is still calling him a friend. Yeah. And what he's saying, he's saying, I know you're not being a friend to me, but I'm being a friend to you. Mm-hmm. That's God's grace and mercy, y'all. Mm-hmm. And then it says, then the man stepped forward and seized Jesus and arrested him. Yeah. Look at how Luke um, captured this event in Luke 22, 47 through 48. It says, while, was, while he was still speaking, a crowd came up and the man who was called Judas, one of the 12, was leading them. Mm-hmm. He approached Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the son of man with a kiss? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're going to show me affection? Mm-hmm. That's how you're going to do it, huh? And you go, this is, <laughs> so it's like that, Judas? Yeah. Yeah. My friend, mm-hmm. it's like that, huh? Mm-hmm. So this was the betrayal of Judas. And this was the money trap that he was ensnared to, which when you're enslaved to it, you cannot serve God and money. Right. We see it lived out in the life of Judas right, right here. His mind was just focused on that silver. Yeah. Yeah, he was going to get, yeah. And then the last example is the remorse of Judas. The remorse of Judas. Mm-hmm. Matthew 27, 3 and 5 says, uh, when Judas, who betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us? They replied, that's your responsibility. Mm. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. Y'all see that? So Judas felt remorse. But look what it says. He felt remorse because he betrayed innocent blood. He didn't say, I felt remorse because I sinned against the king of kings and the Lord of lords. No, he, didn't <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't say all of that. Y'all see, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't really depict who Christ was mm-hmm. and all that he was. He just said he was innocent. No, he yeah. was more than just innocent. Yeah. He was the, the savior, the Messiah that's been talked about for, for a long time, prophesied yeah. about. Mm-hmm. And he was more than just innocent blood. That's right. But Judas didn't identify that. And Judah, Judas had went so far down this, this evil trap that he, he was to the point of where it, just, it was over. It, it was no place, no way he can come back out. He was down. He was in it. Yeah. Even after the remorse he felt. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was, wasn't remorse for the right reasons. That's right. That's right. And so he hanged himself. Mm-hmm. Yes, did. Judas didn't recognize the extent of his wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. It went much further than just innocent blood. Judas learned the hard way yeah. that all money ain't good money. All money ain't good money. So I want to implore you, brothers and sisters, to avoid the money traps of the enemy and there's a whole lot of them because you can't serve God 
be ensnared, enslaved by money as you will love one and hate the other. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. But too often, too many believers aren't sophisticated in our beliefs. In our walk, we're not sophisticated. With God, it's not. It's, it's actually a immature walk not a sophisticated walk with God that we are trying to fight the enemy with we have to fight against the enemy with mature tactics not immature tactics our prayers have to be mature our, our knowledge of scripture has to be mature our, our decisions decisions we make have to be mature we have to be refined and seasoned and studied in life and God's word because we're dealing with a sophisticated enemy. Thank you for listening.